Welcome to Midnight Slumber. I am your host, Zach Miller. Join me as we take a journey through the alternate realities that take place after midnight. This week, our adventurer goes to an old abandoned theater. It's a place that once was a haven for horror movie showings. Enjoy the story, Killer Movie Night. The sun slowly sets off in the distance as it makes its way behind the barren trees. The forest has shed all of its leaves for the fall and is ready for winter. My partner and I pull out our flashlights knowing we will need them soon. Just around a cluster of trees is a large group of red and rusted shipping containers. With them being far from the road and deep in the forest, we had to walk here. These containers were modified a while back to be an excellent place for people to come and watch scary movies in the woods. A brutal mass murder happened here, and this place has been closed ever since. We are out here because we have been assigned this case, and we are responsible for finding out who did those killings years ago. The former detectives have retired and could not find any clues on the suspect. As we approach, old memories flood back as I remember my friends and me coming here during the fall. This place was unique in many ways. The area used to be full of life, screams, and laughter. The surrounding forest used to smell like popcorn and candy. Now, this place reeks of dirt, steel, and rust. The outside is riddled with holes, most likely from animals or teenagers throwing stones against the crumbling metal. Even the doors on this place are barely hanging on. I put my gloves on and look for a clean place to grab. Slowly pulling the door open, it creaks and whines just before the hinges pop, startling us as it falls into the mud. My partner, dressed in a long brown trench coat, pulls his mask up before going in first. I pull mine up to prevent breathing in any mold or fine medical particles that may be falling from the ceiling. We click our flashlights on and step into the first set of containers. The entrance contains the ticket booth and waiting lines, which the ropes still hang on, but are now drooping and covered in years of rainwater and decay. The booth is covered in dust from all the rust, as well as spider webs and some birds' nests. A set of worn tickets lays inside the host stand, ready to be passed to the next group of guests. As we pass into the next container, we must watch our step as it is very dark here. The floor has holes, and some popcorn stands have fallen over. The concession area used to be filled with rows of popcorn and candy. There was even a big soda machine in the corner that would play a friendly tune whenever anyone got a drink or a refill. Everyone would buy as much popcorn and supplies as possible to share, as things were much cheaper back then. The strange thing about this room is that it now has a funny smell. My partner shines his light at me to get my attention. He points out that the popcorn machines have been leaking oil, and there are still some rotten hot dogs on the grill. So even though that explains most of the smell, there is still something else that I can't quite figure out. Stepping into the main theater, the smell changes, and so do the sounds. I thought I heard someone say something other than my partner. I look up to scan the seating when my head bumps into a metal chain. 
It startles me, and my partner points out multiple chains hanging from the ceiling. These chains were not in there in the last report. Someone's been here since the previous investigation. I shout, asking if anyone is there, and if so, they need to show themselves. Otherwise, we may take lethal action if they surprise us. Up midway in the rafters, we hear a young girl's voice shout not to shoot. I point my light in that direction, and a young high school girl stands there with her hands up. As my partner's light reaches the seats, more high schoolers stand. There are seven of them in total, three boys and four girls. They all chime in not to shoot, that they were exploring and thought it would be a cool place to camp out for the night and tell ghost stories. We tell them that it's not safe, that they could get seriously injured or worse depending on what's floating in the air. The students quickly gather their stuff and head out without getting hurt. As they leave, we get back to investigating. You know, it's going to be almost impossible to find anything now, especially if those kids aren't the only ones who have been here since the incident. I nod in agreement, but also point out that whoever put up those chains did them a while ago, as they are rusted too. None of those kids looked strong enough to place those up there. Also, I don't see a ladder anywhere for them to have done it as a team. My partner finds it strange, and as I get to the middle where the kids were, I notice something shift on the wall next to me. Turning to my right, I see a giant human eye staring back at me. The face pulls back as my flashlight lands on it. The eye shuts, revealing someone covered in a burlap sack on the other side of the wall. They scream a terrible scream and laugh at the same time. A flame flicks up behind the wall, and I realize what we are smelling is gasoline. A bottle comes flying through the opening with a flame-lit rag behind it. I shout to my partner to run. We both do our best to run down the steps as the bottle collides with the seats. A massive ball of fire erupts towards the ceiling and violently spreads through the building. The flames from the spreading fire whip against my skin and coat. We sprint and barrel out of the central opening, tripping on branches as we both fall into the mud. I quickly get up, coughing, and help pull my partner to his feet. As he stands, and I know he is okay, I rush around to see if anyone else has come out of the building. There are no footprints, no trails of gas, nothing. There is absolutely nothing for me to follow. My partner says that they saw them too, and it wasn't one of those kids we kicked out. This person was bigger and heavier than any of them. We radio in backup as we stand there in the night, with the shipping containers burning brightly behind us. Thank you for listening to tonight's episode. Please... Leave a comment and check out our social media on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. We would love to hear your thoughts on tonight's episode. I'm your host, Zach Miller, and thanks for listening. Have a good midnight slumber.